Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the greatest spectacle is being brought to you with Julie Jubaka Fairy, Anthony A.J. Lujan, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and this is Get the K.O. Welcome, everybody. Of course, this is Get the K.O. And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And as always, I've got my host, Julie Jubaka. I've been meaning to do that every once in a while. And I was like, fuck it. Let's pull the trigger on that day. <laughs> Bam. Um, Hello, and- everybody. Hey. So, we are not joined by Anthony today, and we don't have a special guest. So, Julie and I will be running the table. What up, Dale? I'm probably like one of the fastest cards um, in UFC history. Oh my god, yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) That main event, though. Anyways, we'll get to that, but. Yeah. So, we're going to start this off, actually. And what's funny is we can start this from the bottom all the way up to the top. And we don't even really have to say too much because the fights were what the fights yeah. were. Um, right. So we're going to start off with the heavyweight division. Uh, Maurice Green uh, defeated Junior Albini. Uh, this was TKO punches. First round, 3 minutes, 38 seconds. Um, not much to say. Uh, Maurice Green came out, just landed heavy shot after heavy shot. Um, and of course, Albini couldn't take it, so he had right. to drop. So it is what it is. Right. Uh, so we're gonna move up. Women's straw weight match. Uh, Amanda Ribas versus Emily Whitmire. Uh, submission. Rear naked choke. Second round. Two minutes ten seconds. You know, even if it wasn't submission, Amanda was taking that. I yeah. mean, she was punching that. That she was punching Emily in the face. Okay. Yeah, Emily. Emily <laughs> had no defense. <laughs> she. She did not. She. It was. I. I kind of felt bad. I mean, like if you if you jump on the interwebs, and even if you just go to look at the stats, say you never watched the fights, you can go look at just the stats alone. Right. The, the total strikes: sixty-seven out of ninety-two for Amanda, and then eighteen out of thirty-seven for Emily. That tells you everything you really need to know. Just the numbers. It's wild. You know yeah. what I mean? And then she got her down. What she got two submission attempts, and yeah. then ended up taking it. So, um, good on you, Amanda. You showed everybody. Hey, hey. Starweights are scary. I think the starweight division, the women's starweight division, is a bunch of little tiny women that beat the shit out of everyone. Yeah, yeah. That's what's going on, and they just want to prove it. That the one fifteen, yeah, that class is that group of women is phenomenal, and it is like right? impossible to say like there's true one contender. Exactly, everybody can be a contender. But I will be honest, I myself. I'm a Michelle Watterson fan, so like I, I don't care where she is on the card. I'm like, that's that's my champ. Right, right. Like it's one of those. I'm just, uh, I, I'm impressed with the breadth of talent within that division, and I don't think it gets talked about enough. No, it really doesn't. Like, I feel like there's like really three strong divisions. The women's straw weight is one of those. I feel like uh, the 185 kind of pound for men and then mm-hmm. i feel like um obviously like the bantam weight class is ridiculous but the lightweight uh 155 is always stacked so there's always great oh talent yeah in there. oh yeah 
there's usually a struggle for who's kind of in the top contendership, if that makes sense. It's not as easy to pull out one or two fighters as it is in other divisions where you're like, well, duh, he's the best fighter. You know, where it, it, there's more of arg- there's more arguments within that division about, well, w- well, wait a minute. So I, I think, as you're, okay, I get your point, but so-and-so had this match, which makes it a little bit, you know, there's more conversations that happen in that division. Right. Um, so, moving to the light heavyweight. Um, Dalcha Lungimbiala, Mbula, <laughs> uh, defeats Daquan <laughs> Towson. Uh, TKO, um, punches and elbows. Uh, three, third round, uh, 42 seconds. So, big ups. Uh, great takedowns um, for this one. Uh, Dalcha definitely was delivering uh, the punishment as need be. And... Obviously right. came out with the KO. Right, right. Uh, so in the lightweight division, we do have Jared Gordon defeating uh, Dan Moret. Uh, decision. This is one of four fights that went to de- decision. Um, yeah, there wasn't many. Scorecard had it 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. 3rd obviously all five minutes. Um, I had as well scored uh, 30-27 uh, towards uh, Jared Gordon, so... Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, he was. If you're going to make it go to the judges, make it a clear decision. And that's what he was doing. If yeah. that makes sense. Oh, no. Like, if you're not going to, if you're not going to knock him out, at least be heavy with your, especially if you're a striker or like if you're a wrestling, you get him on the ground, just, you know, just keep tossing him around like a ragdoll. You know, you've seen DC do it back in the day. Um, now he just dances with chicken and bitches on, you know, on the internet. But, um, love you, DC. Uh, but if you're going to come out and you don't know if you're going to totally take him out, um, putting a flurry in like Gordon was doing was a, a smart move because you really make it a one-sided match. So good right. on you, Gordon. Good on you. All right. So then we move up to light heavyweight um, once again. Uh, Eric Anders defeating uh, Vinicius uh, Morea. Uh, KO first round. 118, uh, devastating. I don't really, there's not a word to describe how the knockout was. Just mean, I guess. Oh, for me, expected. (laughs) If that makes sense. Yeah. If this makes sense, I think there's a lot of people that sleep on Eric. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of people that sleep on him. I think he's really, I think he's really talented. I think he's, um, uh, how do I say the, how do I think it like sturdy? Like he's got, he's got some gruff to him. You know what I mean? So I think there's, and, and I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that sleep on him and every once in a while, what ends up happening? He does something like that within like a first round or some shit. He ends up blasting somebody and they're like, Oh wow. Eric Andrews is a good fighter. It's like, well, well no shit. So well, I'm Eric- glad that he, I think there's just too many people sleeping on him. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, there's there's not there's not a reason not to because Eric's lost his last three three fights prior to well, I know, up this KO. Which which I understand. I just think that I I think that he has power. It's more okay. So you know how sometimes it's like if you get a good camp, the fighter gets better. I wonder if that's what it is with him because yeah. just in general, as a fighter, I think he's really good, and I think there's a, a, a great talent there. Now, if he's if he's not doing well in his matches, sometimes that has nothing to do on the fighter that actually can absolutely just do with how he's, be, how he's being trained, how he's being coached, whatever. 
like I said, I feel like he's being slept on, whether it's with his team or whatever. I feel like he could really be some some someone more, you know. So when you see him do something like that where he gets somebody out in the first round, you're like, yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I know you got that, dude. Right. I know you got that. So it made me happy to see it because, like I said, you know, there's just some people where you can see it. And he's one of them. So, well, at least for me. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. Um, moving up to Bantamweight, right? So we have Ricardo Ramos uh, Ramos versus Journey Newsom. Uh, decision, 30-27, 30-27, I thought this was a total victory by Ricardo as well. So I felt yeah. that it went 30-27 as well. I didn't, have a, I didn't have a single part where I thought Journey even stood a chance. No, I totally agree with that. It was incredibly one-sided. Feeding people. <laughs> what it felt like a little bit. Speaking of people who want to eat, first fight on the main card, light heavyweight, Alonso Minifield oh, versus, defeats Paul Craig. KO punches, first round, three minutes and 19 seconds. Um, Yeah. Punched his face off. He, he did. Punched oh, my God. He was punching everything off. If this makes sense, like the, at one point, like I, when I was, because I didn't want, because of, well, you know this, but the listeners know, because of the way everything went with us watching AEW, I ended up watching Fighter Fest because that was free and airing, and I recorded the fights because it being on ESPN. So when I was watching the stuff later, I kept rewinding because I was trying to see if like Paul Crud said something to like Alonzo because I'm like, dude, he's. He's hitting you like you insulted his family or some shit. Did right. you start talking? You know what I mean? Like, cause, I mean, and and I mean that realistically too, because you can see that in some fights where someone like when they get on the ground, they get him in a submission or something like that. Someone says something, they slip out, they they, they pull a bitch move instead of just taking the ass beating. They say something low, and then you can see the demeanor and the other fighter go, "Oh, now now I have to beat your ass." First, we were fighting. Now this is an ass beating. It looked like that for a second. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, oh, did you say something about his mom? Right. So good well, on you, Menifield. <laughs> yeah. Menifield came out and dropped heavy, heavy bombs. And uh, right. you could tell Paul was just not ready for that power. Like it no. was, it was cleared. Uh, um, like I said, it seemed like someone was, it, it, even though it wasn't, it felt like, hey, I insulted somebody beforehand. You, talk, you talked a lot of tra- You did something you wasn't <laughs> supposed to do. Definitely. Right. <laughs> you were right. trying to get him out of the fight, and what you did is you got a more laser focus. Kind of like this other fight, too, right? Oh, so yeah. Lightweight, Jew Dober of Omaha, Nebraska, mm-hmm. uh, defeats Marco Polo Reyes, TKO punches, first round, one minute and seven seconds. That was brutal because Dober landed a shot. I think he landed right. Uh, Marco like hit the hit the canvas, and he just looked up and was just like, "Punish, punish, punish, punish." Right, punish. <laughs> right. I mean, he came out. You know, he was the heavier of the two in striking, anyways. If I'm not mistaken, I didn't look right. at their numbers, but um, you know. I, if this makes sense, I'm going to be straight up because I'm a five-year-old. I just keep getting distracted by Marco's name. Yep. <laughs> the entire, I'm just like, I'm distracted by the fact that she name is Marco Polo, and I am incredibly sorry. I am a 10-year-old at times. <laughs> Good job, Drew. Good job. Can we move to the is next it, fight? Someone keep laughing about this name. Is it weird to hear that, too, when you're just like Marco, and you're like, Polo. Reyes. I know that's what I want. I had to literally, the moment you were like, Marco, I almost like 
obnoxiously yelled polo into my mic and i'm like don't do that don't do that don't do that don't do that resist the urge resist the fucking urge so i'm sorry to help you to help you resist that urge uh vint Pinchel defeats Ro- yeah. uh, roosevelt roberts decision unanimous 29 28 29 28 29 28 i also had it 29 28 at um Pinchel. right Pinchel, uh, right, right. it was like what the one of two decisions of this this main yeah, that was yeah because it was this one and the next one were this this fight and then the following fight were the only two decisions uh, of this particular card. Right, and speaking of that card or that fight, uh, welterweight Damian Maya defeats Anthony Rocco Martin. Uh, decision twenty nine twenty eight twenty nine twenty eight twenty nine twenty eight. I thought Damian Maya set a lot in the in the tempo for this fight. I felt like he won the yeah. first and third. I felt like he kind of coasted the second round, so they had to give mm-hmm. a ten nine round. Uh, mm-hmm. towards Anthony, but definitely no, I totally agree. Damien, like it's good to see because he's such a great grappler. It's good to see like he get back in a win column and kind of reset himself as the bar. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I it's you know, um, you know how sometimes you can see some people and you're like getting a little. You've been around for a little bit. How 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 you doing? Um, I, I, if I had that question at all, um, I don't anymore. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait to the next fight to ask that question again. If that makes sense. <laughs> I felt. Also, then I agree with you. The fact that he coasted through the second round, I think like the pace that he did in the first and three, like you were saying showed like, Oh, okay. No, you know, how, you know how to set the tone for a match that you want, which that comes with being around a while and also just knowing your, your God given talent. Right. So you know how to set the, not to set the distance, and I felt like that's what Damien did in that second round. He was just like, you know what, I got enough of this. I'm gonna set this to the second round. Um, just right keep the and home. right, and also if you have like if you are somebody that has decent cardio where you can afford. Okay, now I'm not saying this is smart. Let me put this out there right now. If anybody's listening and it actually does MMA, I don't think this is a smart decision. But if you're somebody that you know you dominated your previous round, and you can size up your fighter to where you're like well i can go the next round let's see if he can do it because if he's gonna get tired and i know my cardio well then i'm just gonna light him up let's just get through this next round i can pace myself to the point of getting you tired as hell in the next one and then i'm just gonna unload on you that shows somebody who's who knows how what they're like knows what they're doing and has been around it long enough you know what i mean where they can go ah, let me you know yeah he coasted but well that coasting also helped him be able to come back in that third and be like, oh, by the way, point, 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 you know. Right. So, good on you, Maya. So, speaking of guys who know their talent, uh, Joseph Benavides defeats Juicier Formingo, mm-hmm. TKO with head kick and punches in the second round with 447. And it was crazy because there was a thumb poke to his upper eyelid, which kind of like really like was it was bothering joseph in the whole fight we knew it was and so in that second round like it looked like they kind of got the the cut healed up a little bit kind of put it in a got the tempo set or got him like i don't know got his eye healed so he could set the tempo for the fight and in that second round he did man he was landing shot after shot uh and uh josier just didn't have an answer for everything that was coming back right no, then, I totally agree. He looked good. Then he did look good. He did a head kick 
oh my god, he ate that head kick. And then oh, from there he got punished. <laughs> right. I this makes sense. Like, well, first off, I, I we all because I I'm open about head my head stuff. I don't necessarily want to get hit in head, period. But man, there are sometimes I think that that MM when I'm watching MMA, them head kicks are probably the one thing I'm like, no, I really would never want to get hit by a head kick like that. You know what I mean? Like if you take a punch, it's like you're you're sizing up with somebody. Th- some of those head kicks literally come out the fuck of nowhere and you're just like looking at somebody and then all of a sudden the right side of your face is now on the left side of your face <laughs> and you had no idea uh, they some of them are brutal and i enjoy them keep kicking the heads off people keep kicking heads off yep so speaking of things that were devastating as much as that head kick was francis oh. naganu junior dos santos how many rounds do you think this fight went? Julie knows the answer. The following is a paid sponsorship. Hey everybody, Cliff here with Get to KO. And I really hope you love what you're listening to. So did you know that you can get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered it for ourselves. It's a free app called PodCoin. And it literally pays you to listen to this podcast. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast and you earn a PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into a gift card at places like Starbucks and Amazon. Or, if you're a good person, you could donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. You download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I will have a special code just for you. Simply just use our code, THEKO, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to us enough on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks, or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and, and sign up with the code THEKO. I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Oh. One. Because <laughs> oh. that's all we needed. Right. <laughs> so I would just say um, Junior, Junior was definitely trying to set this pace in, a, in the boxing term. Uh, wasn't really able to connect as well as he normally does. Um, but right. that's credit to Francis Nagano because he can move in and out. So he landed a couple shots, um, and then Junior DeSantos overcommitted on a straight, uh, missed horribly, and got hit right in the ear and started up, like, steps were fumbling. He got, he was just off balance and then got finished, you know. But as soon as the fight got called, like, he stood back up, like, he was like, I'm good, but we all know like he went limp and it was it was bad. It was bad for him. But um I've seen memes of this photo now of Naganu jumping Judas Santos back and like shoving a toothbrush in his mouth. Like that's like one of them I saw. Oh my god, <laughs> that's great. I was laughing, I'm not gonna lie. Oh. I was laughing at it. Oh, when I get the hell off of here, I'm looking that shit up on the interwebs. <laughs> you horrible fucking people i love you but nagano is the man like uh i'm glad dude he he... was yeah i know that he was yelling at dana about it you know title shot title shot you know that kind of stuff yeah we'll see you know we'll see what happens with that one yeah well he I'm, i'm glad that he got over his fear of losing uh finally you know like he's always been that fighter that we've known him to be super dangerous but 
this fight in particular really set that tone where he's like, I'm, I'm not afraid of losing right. because I've already lost twice, you know? Right. So big ups to him. I'm proud of him. Yeah. I, I get, go. You. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I was concerned. I mean, let's be realistic. You have every right to get concerned. Cause that, that one performance, well, not that one. There was a couple performances where it was like, you know what a treadmill is? You know, I got a little concerned. So tighten up your game. Be the machine in the in the uh, UFC uh, compound if you need to. Well, I'll enjoy it because be Dolph Lundgren. It's weird because Nagano has beaten four former UFC heavyweight champions, like yep. decisively beat them, and it's just right. weird to see someone. When he lost to Stipe, I expected him to come back against Derek Lewis. And Derek, his, he blew his back out in the first round against in their fight. So he just kind of stood there and was just like attempting to throw punches. But Nagano just was like, he was afraid to get knocked out. And uh, so he was fighting the fight not to lose instead of to win the fight. But once they gave they right. him Curtis Blades, and it's like, he's like, oh yeah, I forgot. I knocked this chump out and he knocked him out. And then, uh, right. now, then he goes after Kane, goes after Junior Santos, which I find funny because when uh, UFC went to Fox, Junior Santos beat Kane Velasquez on that card, and now you're looking back, the first fight on ESPN, here's uh, Nagano beating Kane, and then two cards later he beats Junior Santos, so he's beating both those guys, which. To me, I would think going into the next fight, whether it's with Stipe or even DC, he's like, hey, I'm ready. I, I, I've i beaten those two guys, and I know I should, be, I should be better against Stipe. So let's see what happens. Right, right, right. No, totes agree. Give that man Brock Lesnar. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, you know what? Give him Mark Hunt. How about that? Oh, I watch that. If he's afraid, to, <laughs> if, he, if, if he is afraid to fight a guy with crazy strikes, like crazy superior punching power, put him against the Super Samoan. If he beats him, there you go. Like, right? He should be like that. Should give him that momentum to move up and want to fight Stipe. I'm alright with. I'm, I don't care. I'm alright with everything that's about to happen, though. So that right. is. You want- the, you want to know what, real quick, you want to know what fight I would love to watch just because of my own, like, excitement. It has nothing to do with matchups. I want to watch Nagano versus Tai Tuivasi. Or Tai, yeah, like you know what I mean? Right? I don't, like, I don't necessarily think, like, Tai, you know, he's going to come out and, like, explode. But I, th- the way he can take an ass beating, you know what I mean? Like, he is... He is a resilient little fuck. So, well, not little fuck. He's heavyweight. He's a resilient big fuck. But um, that's a matchup I've been wanting to see. And I, I just happened to see that I was looking at the heavyweight standings and everything. And I happened to see his name and was like, you know what? That's somebody I'd love to see against like a Naganyu or somebody a little bit. Yeah. Uh, big, like ridiculously big like that, if that makes sense. No, I'm you 100%. It- I Makes just sense. I want to see that. I want to see it. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I think it's it'd be kind. Of, fun. It's it's like when you watched uh, uh um 
Ally Quinta go against he, – he's one other one of them that, like, you don't necessarily – you might not necessarily think he's going to win, but you're going to watch it because you know he gets, he's he going to take it the, the distance and, and get, in his, get his ass beat, but have fun with it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think it would be a fun matchup to watch Ty against Nagano. I don't know why. I I understand. I get it too. I like that. I like that matchup. I think it's fun. I yep. think it's fun. So that I mean that kind of closes out Fight Night ESPN um three. So mm-hmm. obviously this is that week, right? July sixth. It's we're not even gonna lie. This is probably one of the biggest fight cards in a long time. I don't want to like mm-hmm. we I will let you guys know we will have a prediction show. We'll probably do that um probably Thursday, maybe. So it would have been July 4th. No, probably July 3rd because I won't do anything on the 4th. I want right. To we'll figure it out. Yeah. It'll it'll be in a couple of days um, before the fights at least. That way you guys can hear our predictions. Um, oh, is there – okay. So I know so Anthony's sure. not with us. We can ask him this question too um, on, uh, on the next episode. So is there a fight mm-hmm. other than the two title fights that you are excited to see? And what is it? You said other than what? Other than the two title fights. Mm, that's hard because uh, honestly, I'm straight up. Oh no, that's easy. Ben Askren. I want to see Ben Askren versus Masvidal. What the <laughs> fuck am I talking about? Like, I'm like, oh, like, why the fuck did I act like that was going to be hard? Like, I mean, I, okay, realistically, I want to see Holly Holm versus Amanda Nunes because I think it'd be really fun to watch Holly Holm <laughs> take the title off somebody else <laughs> just just to ruin the fucking thunder of somebody else. I love her being a spoiler, but we're not talking about title fights. Um, Ben Astrin's shit-talking game is 100% the reason why I need to watch him fight. Right. Because that last fight was, I have some questions. So I want to see um, him against Masvidal because I like how Ben fights. I've seen him, you know, obviously outside of UFC. It's going to be interesting. And then to have him go against Masvidal, who he too is a great shit talker. Oh, yes. Let them shit talk each other. I would like to watch this. There has been a lot of trash talk, like some serious, serious trash uh-huh. talk going on. Like their Twitter game right now is like, it's ridiculous. Like if their Twitter game is going to be anything like the UFC fight, it's going to be brutal. Exactly. And by brutal, I mean Ben Askren is just going to wrestle down, you know, Masvidal and hold him Right. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious. Well, I mean, well, the funny thing is, is like as much as I do love Ben Askren, it is entirely possible for Masvidal to take it because like, okay, Askren's record is 19-0-0 and then one no contest, right? Mm-hmm. Masvidal's 33-13-0. and like, he's got more fights under his belt. So, I mean, sometimes being punched up a couple more times does give you the ability to go, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, wait, I did this before. Let me get out of it. So I, that's why I'm excited about this. As much as I'm a big Ben Askren fan, I don't know. Masvidal might be able to pull something out or surprises the shit out of me to where I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. I love you. <laughs> so I'm excited just for that. <laughs> well, since you took the Ben Askren fight, because that is oh, um, because that is a fight that I am excited about. I will definitely take the Diego Sanchez versus Michael Chisel fight because oh yeah, that That's fight 
is going to be amazing because it's Diego Sanchez and he's a fucking brute. He just likes to beat people up and, you know, I think had Mickey Gall won this fight, won that fight against Diego Sanchez, obviously this might be his fight, but right. hey, big shout outs. I like Diego. I like Mike Chisel. Um, I want to see them go to town, fight for fight. Right. I feel bad because I look at this card and I know that Jan is fighting fucking Luke Rockhold. And I just don't care. I don't know why. I just don't care about Luke Rockhold fighting on this card. And I've not really been that way, but for some reason, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. You're there. Like, that's what I feel about it. Like, and I feel bad. Let me be open about it. I do feel bad because it's not like he's a shit fighter or anything like that. But for some reason, I'm just like, oh, Rockhold's on that card. Meh. Like, (laughs) okay, cool. That's neat. That's cool. I'm glad you're making money and filling up a time slot. Are you going to be my nacho match? Like, yep. I don't know why. It's just not. It's not drawing me in like the other matches on this on this card. No, I don't know I why. And I, I feel bad too because they're both decent fighters too, independently. But for some reason, this matchup is not calling me to it. I, I kind of believe that. Like that sounds shitty, but I kind of think this might be my you know quote unquote bathroom break slash nacho break match because it's just not a, and i hope i'm proven wrong let me put this right there let me put that out there right there i don't say any of this stuff hoping it happens i don't want to not be entertained i don't want to waste my fucking time so i hope i'm absolutely wrong <laughs> it's it's the same how i view with wrestling i don't want to have to bitch about it i would love to not bitch about wrestling i love to have to be like oh i don't know any there's nothing bad to say that'd be a fun interesting thing to do so hopefully, I'm, uh, hopefully there's something different about this matchup that makes me more exciting once the bell rings. Because the only exciting part is I, I'm looking forward to is he, um, Bruce Buffer. So <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest with that fight. Um, Luke is very tactical; like he understands like how def- uh, where the holes are in another person's game. But mm-hmm. he still himself tends has a tendency of dropping his right hand after he throws a jab, so he just opens himself up. And he's been doing it consistently. And I'm curious to see if he closes that game up. Because the only part that I'm excited about this fight is when it finishes. And that's it. Sounds very harsh for me to say, but it is what it is. Right. It's going to be interesting. But this is kind of a shorter episode today, guys. Just because we're going to review it. We're going to do the predictions um, in a couple days for you guys. So, and then after that, we have uh, the July 13th card in Sacramento with uh, the well, return of Uriah Farr. Right. I mean, realistically, us breaking it up also saves our brains. So, if anyone wants <laughs> to complain about it, um, I, uh, uh, 1-800-to-go-fuck-yourself is the the, uh, the helpline for uh, <laughs> get the KO, just in case. Love you. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said... Julie, go ahead and give them your shout outs and let them know where they can find you. Um at a little less podcast per usual on the Instagrams. Um weird shout out. I mean, you guys usually shout outs to all the men and women that have served. I'm gonna do my own shout outs to that as well. Uh especially a couple people who over the weekend helped me kind of traverse a ptsd situation that i did not know that was it it's very new to me um it was really helpful because 
unfortunately, sometimes people get confused whether it's a combat disease or not. And they were really cool about explaining, no, don't feel bad. So shout out to everyone that deals with that because it was really cool having uh, somebody to talk to. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, you guys can find me at all your favorite social media sites at CM underscore Miller 85. You guys can find me here. Um, uh, at Get the KO. You guys can find me at Frankensteiner, a part of Franken Culture, and you guys can also find me on Nerds at a Round Table. Um, always feel like I'm just cutting so many podcasts lately. It's just it's insane. All this. Oh yeah, I'm on to. that Frankensteiner thing too. <laughs> <laughs> that, I should have plugged that one. Wrestling. <laughs> I should have plugged that one. Hey, I'm still I'm still recovering from Fighter Fest. My brain can't handle how awesome it was. So yeah. Um, so go out and check out some of our other shows that we do. Um, leave us a comment. Go ahead and just let us know what you like, what you don't like. It's cool. Um, and then you guys can find this podcast particularly on all your favorite social, uh, all your favorite uh, podcasting sites, as well as PodCoin, which is one of our right. new favorite uh, people that we work with. And that's about it i guess oh that's really to say. i remember i think i remember steve saying from last podcast make sure you just, you you leave a nice comment about us on itunes if you have the ability be nice yes. be nice fuckers say you love us <laughs> other than that guys that's really all that we've got to say julie why don't you tell them bye nope i'm not telling you bye <laughs> <laughs> well there you go she doesn't care But as always, good fight and good night.